When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Dale. Meet mesquite repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Otherwise, it's just off the shelf. There you go. A little uh, Guns and Roses for you. Look, Flip Orley's here. How cool do I look today, Flip? Got my sunglasses on. I'm staring at you. It's like a whole new station. Yeah, it's like a different... I look like I'm either going to give you a ticket or I'm going to try to like... You do. You look like like you're the law. I, I do look like the law. Flip Orley is at the Tempe Improv tonight... And tomorrow and then Sunday, you're going to Desert Ridge. You're going to hypnotize uh, North Phoenix, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd come here today and then uh, come here this afternoon yeah. to promote CB Live. So, Are you going to come back? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to come back with Pitts and do uh, it's, I, nothing past you. I'm just making You just up. show up and hang around, and that's fine. But how have you been? It's been a couple of weeks. It's been, <laughs> I think it's been 10 days. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm good. I've been, I've been on the road, man. Yeah, driving. Driving everywhere. Yeah, driving all over the place. And uh, we were, we, last we're time we saw him, we were at Castaways eating those sandwiches with no flavor, and you took one for the road. It was, uh, it was as horrific. Like, you normally make really <laughs> good food choices. Um, the, the liquor was good. Yeah, well, that's why we originally went there just to drink, and then I got hungry, and then you said you could eat, and then we decided to order food, and it turned out to be. The food was horrific. And it, you know what? It was horrific. Not that it tasted bad. Yeah. It's just like I was chewing. There was no taste. It was it was a little bit less flavorful than poi. Yeah. What was yours? You Brett, you got a chicken parm or something. Yeah. You got some Italian. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was bad. Yeah. Well, but, even yeah. the guy told us to stay away from one of the sandwiches. And I'm like, really? This is what we get? You, okay, thanks. You guys aren't gonna want to have that sandwich. <laughs> None of that. He had the greatest dive bar voice. <laughs> he ever. did. Yeah. But I'm like, what's the criteria where you think this sandwich is like stay away from that one? This one's A-OK. Yeah, now we want to go back and try the ones he doesn't like. Because his suggestion was, you should have a roll of paper. And we ate the paper, and then you wrapped yours up for a road trip. Well, it's because I felt guilty. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. That's why I polished mine off. But anyway, it's good to have you back. Flip's I'm here again. I'm thrilled to be. And you know, yeah. we did a show last night, and that was fun. Yeah. 
And uh, no one's attacked you. No one's done anything. Uh, you did so, have that video you sent me where there was trouble on stage. Was that DC? Oh yes, yeah, that was DC. Yes. What happened? So, um, so this was uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> so, so for those of you who don't know my show, I do uh, comedy, at least in my mind, I do. And, <laughs> That's uh, the audience's <laughs> decision. <for> exactly. <laughs> and stage hypnosis. So when the volunteers get on stage, normally they don't know how long they're going to be on stage. So I go, you're going to be up here between like ten to ninety minutes. And they look like, what? And it's like, well, if it doesn't work, you're going to leave stage early. And if it works and you're having fun, you'll be on stage longer. Right. Since you might not have known, if you want to use the restroom before you get started, I'm happy to wait for you. And then they look like it's a joke. And I go, look, I'm, it's not a joke. I'm not going to make fun of you. You're not going to lose your chair. You want to use the restroom. I'm going to talk to the audience for a little bit longer anyway. You're not even wasting time. I will save your seat. Right. So with that, half the stage, this one show in D.C., got up and went to the bathroom. <clears throat> Which was fine. And then this, like, lady, like, 40, 40 to 50-year-old woman, right? Not, not, not drunk, not 14. Right. Like, like a middle-aged. A grown-up. Grown, well, well you know, right. by age. Right. And, uh, <laughs> a chronological grown-up. So she comes towards the stage, and I go, hey, um, can I help you? And she's like, well, I'm getting a chair. I go, oh, but you're coming from the audience, right? And she goes, yeah. I go, well, no, the chairs are taken. She goes, well, they're empty. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> See, wait, she got out of the audience to go get a chair that after from the, the stage? Yeah, yeah, after everyone doesn't was matter sitting. after the stage. After the fact, on the stage is not yours, right? Yeah. So to I begin go, with, right? Yeah. You know, the, the chairs are taken. I, I I let people go to the bathroom. She goes, yeah. well, they're not there now. Yes, because as it turns out, they're in the bathroom. <laughs> this is all happening in front of an audience <laughs> on the microphone in front of three hundred people. <laughs> you know, and she's like, well, well, I don't see him. I go, well, you know, it's because you don't have X-ray vision. But if you did, you could see through the wall and you could see their ping. In the bathroom, you know, and she's like, well, you don't, you don't seem to mean it. I go, no, I'm, 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 I do mean it. Like these chairs are taken. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm going to nicely ask her to seat back down the audience. And she's like, well, I don't, I don't believe you mean it. And I <laughs> go, why do you go to the show? I'm anyway, like, this gets better. Do, do you, do you want me to be more clear? She goes, I don't think you're being clear at all. So, okay. So would you like me to be more clear? And she's like, yeah, you need to be more clear. So, okay. Now I'm smiling. It's yeah. all in the microphone. I like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you want me to be really <laughs> And And she's like, yes, I need you to be more clear because I don't believe you. And I'm like, okay. And I just really thought about all different options. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to cut to the chase. And just at my graveliest, yeah. meanest, most clear voice I could. Yeah. Like, get the F off the stage. <laughs> right. That's a good one. <laughs> and then she looks at me and she goes, well, you don't have to talk to me like that. <laughs> Everybody had to think it was a plant. Oh, probably. Yeah, because, I mean, it was just so, be hilarious. Well, it's so be ridiculous dark. to have someone go up on stage and go, I'm just going to borrow some of the performer's uh, stuff. So yeah. so I go, well, are you going to leave the stage? She goes, yeah. I go, well, if you're going to leave the stage, clearly I did have to talk to you like that. Yeah. And she's like, I, I – <laughs> And then she huffed off, and then she and her friend went, and she complained to the management, and then they left. What did they complain about? They said I had no humility, which, as it turns out, is true, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they <laughs> weren't wrong there. That's actually dead true. There's facts to that. Yeah, but you don't care if you don't have humility. You weren't going on saying, hi, it's the humility show starring Flip Not even. No, no, no. It's the look at me show. Every different than that. Well, that, as a comic, oh my God, can, do you know any more point. egocentric people? No, you can't. You're standing on stage alone, saying, "Everybody, look, I'm funny. Yeah. I want That's on the stage." Zero humility required. None. None. Every once in a while, it happens about once a year where someone just walks up on stage. Like I'll, I'll go to people, I'll go um, something like, "Okay, I'll be asking for volunteers later, but here's a few things. Like you know, it, um, if you really don't want to do this, please don't come up here." 
And all of a sudden you get like some guy walking up on stage. I go, what are you doing? He goes, well, you look like you're having a hard time. I go, <laughs> I, 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 well, I haven't even asked for volunteers yet. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you out. It's like, dude, I'm not a pity date. Yeah. Like I don't want you up here. How bad must it be for some of those shows? Flip, but you have audience members going, give me the mic. I, you're, you're struggling. How you doing? I'm a stranger. Step aside. I showed up in the audience. I think I can outdo this guy. You got enough here, boss. Yeah. Now you got to just knock that guy out. I, well, I would love to if I were tougher. You've had the Dave Chappelle problem since I've known you yeah. of inviting people on stage and then people who think, okay, I can do this, going up there after the fact or being part of the show because it feels like everyone can do it. Right. And there's a weird line. I've watched it happen at your shows where you have to draw that thing going, all right, I need like 14 people to show up, and they do, and everybody goes back to their seat, and then somebody's like, no, I definitely want to do this. Right. And right in the middle of it, they go, I'm going to be part of it now. Like they try to sneak on, and it's just glaring that there's some guy getting on the stage, and you have to go, you can't do it. This is it. We don't have any more chairs. I've seen it happen at the Tempe Improv once when a guy just was like, this is easy. And right. he just in the middle of it decides he's going to be part of it. I was in Dallas and uh, and so this woman came up on stage and I'm like, ma'am, you can't be up here. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, well, you, you can't like you can't be up. Here. She's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm like, you need to leave the stage. And we went around and around. And so I, uh, I ended up asking the door staff to escort her off stage and she wouldn't go. So they picked her up to door staff. And the firemen carried her off stage, like on their shoulder. Nice. Feet first, head like yeah, behind. Right. And I had a cordless mic. So I followed her, like my <laughs> nose to her nose, with a microphone screaming funny, I think funny things. The audience yeah. was laughing, but the most horrific stuff. And as I'm screaming at her, I see like tears starting Good. to roll and oh. mascara. Oh. And it was it was just ugly crying. Yes. <clears throat> and then you married her. And yeah, and that was my, that <laughs> that was was my your eighth wife. wife. Yeah. <laughs> She's here today. Let's bring her in. She's oh, carry her in here, boys. So the uh, still crying. So yeah. then I do my show, and then after the show, like all this girl's friends come up to me. It's like you didn't have to make her cry. I'm like, oh, I absolutely had to make her cry. <laughs> They're like, what? I go if if it weren't for like people like you. Who put up with that and yeah. enable her? I wouldn't have to like she, what I what I said and did tonight probably won't impact her life, but maybe just maybe went down the road she'll think about. Ooh, I don't want that to happen again. Right, but because consequences. Remember those. Right, and like I'm trying not to use the words that I shouldn't, but like because jerks like you, yeah, let her get away with it. You said c words. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you a long time. The advice goes out the window you, when you open with you the don't house. even say jerks to kids. I have They're found not out, hearing anything. You after say c words to I, you know, all of them. I found out the c word is not considered business appropriate. No, it is very it's frowned upon in a business setting. Although giving inc- advice incredibly effective and very effective. Yeah. Actually, the c word cost as so far to date probably cost me close to two million dollars. Calling someone a C-word has cost you $2 million? It sort of snuck out. <laughs> Wait Oops. a minute. What in the world? $2 million. The Dolphins didn't even get fined $2 million for tampering in the NFL. How did that happen? I, well, so, is it, It's a collective of yeah, yeah, not, multiple not, C-words, not just one No, throw. one C-word, but over the multiple years. The brides didn't receive oh. it too well. But no, but this is one use of the C-word. Yeah, just one time, one word. Cost you, and it was that one... So I was working in a club, and it was like it was a chain of clubs. I was working at a chain of clubs, and... The uh, the um, the promotions person goes. Uh, you need to drive uh, tomorrow morning at like four in the morning, like fifty miles away, to do this radio station. And I'm like, all right, all right. 
And she goes, and it's interview only. I go, okay, because you know if I do hypnosis on the air, which I hate doing, it has to be set up a certain way. Sure. She goes, yeah. So she goes, interview. And I go, you're sure? And she goes, I'm sure. And I go, okay. So I get to bed at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I drive 40 miles to this radio station. And I I get there, and they go, uh, where's your volunteers? And I go, I don't – what? I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah. They go, you're, you're supposed to hypnotize people, and you're bringing volunteers. I'm like, well, it's four in the morning, you know, five, <laughs> and I don't live here, and I don't know people, and I – like, right. I'm supposed to do an interview. And they started screaming at me, and they slammed the door, and then as I drove back – you know, to my hotel, 40 minutes, I was listening to the radio station, and for 40 minutes, they just railed the hell out of me. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. Huh. So oh, Bob and Fast yeah. forward, <laughs> six months later, I'm back at the same club, Yeah. and the promotions person, same girl, goes, uh, I've got a different radio station for you. And I'm like, uh-huh. And she goes, and it's about 50, 50 miles away. Jesus. I go, oh, okay. And, and I go, am I doing hypnosis? She goes, no. I go, are you sure? She goes, yeah. I go, you remember what happened last time? She goes, yeah. I go, are you going with me? She goes, no. I go, so you're not going to even go with me? She goes, no. I go, you remember what happened last time? Not only did they not let me on the air, but they yeah. they insulted the hell out of me and your club, yeah. which doesn't benefit you. She goes, yeah. I go, so if I get there and I have the same thing happen, are you going to take responsibility for this? And she goes, absolutely. And I'm like, so if I get there, oh, here we go. you're going to take responsibility? She goes, absolutely. And I go, all right. So I get up. Two hours sleep, drive 50 miles away, get to this radio station, and they go, and I'm not making it up. Oh, where's your volunteers? <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Like nothing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, what? And they go, you're supposed to have volunteers. I go, I don't live here and I don't. Yeah. It's happening again. They slammed the door in my face and they railed the hell out of me all the way back. So I waited till like 10 o'clock in the morning and I called the club to talk to the manager. But this promotions person answered and I go, hey, is the manager there? And she goes, no. And I go, okay. And I go, is the assistant manager there? And she goes, no. And I go, okay. I go, I I will call back. And then she goes, hey, how'd radio go? (laughs) She didn't even listen. She didn't even listen. Oh. And I kept didn't listen. And I go, you know, you blinking. Yeah. yeah. And and, uh, and so so she got upset. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> and then they canceled you from the clubs. From all the clubs. Because it's across the country. And they've never worked me again. The comedy store. I'm not going to say which. I will. Yeah. Improv, no, can't be that. <laughs> no, I worked the improv. I <laughs> improv this weekend. Uh, but it was, yeah, so I, and it, like I tried factory, really hard. The Laugh Factory. That's the one. He <laughs> can deduce so many. I like that people say that. I'm not going to say. It. And then when you guess it, they're just like dead quiet. They won't even lie around it. That's the one he nailed it. Whatever. Whatever. There's only like three, and so, that's it. So Laugh Factory won't have you. Who needs them? Well, yeah. So, well, you do. Two million dollars worth of needing them. When when you add up typically what I've made over the years, and then yeah. multiply that like by you know by twenty years, you eliminate a club from life. It just does add up. Yeah, it starts it to add up. Well, screw them. So, well, oh, you what know, a bunch of they are. So this is this is not making me look good, right? No. So, um, so <laughs> this is bad. My manager, my manager had a deal with a, uh, I God, it wasn't the Sands. I forget which hotel it was, casino in Vegas, for a six month contract in Vegas with a six month um, extension potential. Yeah. 
for a million dollars. Beautiful. Thrilled, right? Six months for a million bucks. And, and so, so I was very excited. So this, again, a few years back. So whatever. So um, he booked me in Reno. And, um, and they lied. They just, they absolutely lied. First of all, they said it was a showroom. It wasn't. It was a cabaret, cabaret right. room. The difference is a showroom is enclosed. Right. right. Cabaret room is open to the casino. Right. Mm. So that was first of all. Secondly, they said it was the busiest season of the year. It wasn't. It was the least busy season. Then um, the, the pass from California had been snowed in, so there was no business. So I was doing two shows a night for two weeks. The Shining. <laughs> and, and there were like six to ten people in the audience. Everyone was over the age of 80. Most people had rolling oxygen in wheelchairs, right? <laughs> Knock them down. It was just... Hypnotize them right out of the world. I get up on stage. Hi, how's everyone doing? And the cigarette girl comes walking by, like with flashing yo-yos and flashing <laughs> earrings, and you hear someone's... Cigarette girl. <laughs> yeah. What year was this? 1960? 1960. Yeah. <laughs> the Sarsaparilla boy come by, he too? He ran out. <laughs> the guy on the piano stopped playing? Well, that was, the, that was the time I was in Reno when I got shot through the hip and it went through my pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Miss Pat. Yeah, oh, my God. I actually heard that every Oh, anyway. my God. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, but a million bucks, uh, I'd, I'd performed to eight or nine 80-year-olds. Perform- well, no, but that wasn't the Reno gig. That was – I was going to have the – Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm in Reno for two weeks, and every night it's like, hey, how you guys doing? Nothing. You know, hey, I'll yeah. be doing volu- – I'll be asking volunteers later. Nothing. I mean, everybody – they were literally there in the waiting room to die. What did yeah. he say? Yeah. And so – and again, and the cigarette girl, I'm not – like <laughs> – she had flashy, flashy earrings, like yeah. lights that would flash on and off, right. and a flashy yo-yo. You would hear people screaming Yahtzee, you know, like or whatever. <laughs> They're playing Yahtzee. <laughs> oh, Casinos my. horrible. Wow, you were at a children's set. No, you were performing you at, an, my battleship. at an elderly uh, home. <laughs> Nurse, no, that wasn't a cigarette girl. That was a nurse. You so, were at Passing Acres. She's passing out board yeah. games. Yeah, gee. yeah you're at the wrong place. Why is Jeff Goldblum yelling at us? <laughs> you guys are so mean to me. Anyway, <laughs> and you're here. At least we do it to your face. Oh, like those other radio stations, oh, wait for you to leave. They're horrible. So, um, so like first show Monday, no volunteers. Second show Monday, no volunteers. Same with Tuesday. Same with Wednesday. Same Thursday. Because again, there's like ten people in the room, and 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 most of them have no pulse. <laughs> and so, um, so Friday, Friday the first show, I go, "Hey, how's everyone doing?" And by this point, I was fried. I was yeah. angry, and so I go, "Hey, how's everyone doing?" Nothing. And I go, "I lost my shit." I'm like, "Oh, I careful!" Lost, oh, yeah, my, I lost Flip my, I lost my poop. <laughs> he lost his poop. Everyone lost my poop. So I, I go to the audience. I go, I, I just, I go. By the way, that's the easiest question you're going to get all night. How are you doing? You can't even respond to that. I just said, how are you doing? Later, I'm going to ask for volunteers. If you can't even say we're doing okay, you're certainly not going to get on stage. Blah 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 blah. I go. So I, I go. I'm doing hypnosis. Are any of you people going to volunteer? No. Fine. Show's over. <laughs> I want to go to one of those. You have tons of those. Everybody, thanks a lot. And then, and then the poor opener. Hey, it's Flip Orley. Everybody, I told you it was. Great. Hey, be careful getting out of here. Watch out for that cigarette girl. And anybody who wants a yo-yo, they're a dollar. What's that? I've got eighty more minutes. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> stretch, stretch. So I walk off stage, and and uh, and fast forward like a month goes by, and I go to my my manager. Hey, how's that gig shaping up in Vegas? And he's like, whatever. And like two months go by, and I'm like, hey, seriously, we're supposed to start that gig in Vegas? And he's like, yeah, we'll get to it later. And like three months, three months go by, and I go, dude, you keep ignoring the the Vegas question. And he goes, yeah, okay, so um, they were set to sign the contract. But do you remember that meltdown that you had in Reno <laughs> on Friday? The first, I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, they sent a couple of you there to watch your show to just make sure it was okay. Oh. And, uh, and they feel you're unstable. 
Well, yeah. They knew that going in. What comedian isn't? This isn't... Wow. Yeah. Well, they're scouts. They're scouting <laughs> early, so scout. just in case Flip has another meltdown in Reno. That <laughs> <laughs> should be your next album. Oh, that was meltdown in you Reno. You know what? That, that, that's what I'm going to call my 2023 tour. Yeah, the meltdown, meltdown in, in Reno. Reno. Yeah, it's the last meltdown in Reno show coming to your town <laughs> tonight. In fact, if you want to see a possible meltdown in Tempe, I which, don't meltdown anymore. Don't so meltdown. Easy. And you know what's great? It's it's that's what I love about your show. And I say it every time you're here. It's always a thing. Like, you can't predict your show. You're, no, no, you're no. like a comedian that tours a show. You've like, oh, I saw him on Comedy Central. He's done these jokes before. And there's stuff you do in different places, but it's always a different outcome. And sometimes people go goofy, and you are the ringleader. It's Barnum and Bailey. You are a modern-day P.T. Barnum because you're putting on this sideshow, and you have to corral these morons. It's the hardest job in all of comedy, what you do. But it's so you much gotta fun. you got to check it out because I was going to say the last – it was uh, a year ago or – yeah, the first time you came back, Ronnie and I went and we took the yeah. Haydens, Troy and Christy. Yeah. yeah. They had never been. Ronnie had never uh, uh, seen it or it had been years or something. But right. Ronnie decides to get up on stage to go under. Yeah. And Christy and Troy, especially, was like, this isn't, this isn't. Nobody thought it was real. Right. And Ronnie was comatose. Yeah, so asleep. She oh, was too remember far that. under. Yeah. And it was hilarious because he kept he put the mic up. Nothing. Well, what I forgot to tell you is just before the show, I had roofied her. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. uh... And it was also one of the strangest shows ever with the uh, the, everybody just keep your mouths shut while he raped the comatose woman on stage. (laughs) My God, Flip, this show's incredible. But during that show... A guy got yeah. said that's enough with his girlfriend up on stage. Oh, oh yeah. she, she was really right. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You started to push. Great. She was, was going to tell tales. That's why. See, you know, the difference between me and other comics is like they they really promote themselves well. Yeah, you tell all your horror. Stories. I tell the horror stories, yeah. but and and my stories are all truthful, obviously. But um, but my show really is fun. It's consistently fun. I never melt down. And even in the past <laughs> when I did, it was always really fun. Oh yeah, you know. So the like, meltdown against the uh, the lady signing to the death table. Oh, the mentally challenged table <laughs> that you melted down on that one time because the guy was laughing too hysterically, but you didn't realize he was special. No, that wasn't even what happened. What happened was they were they kept like mugging to the audience. Oh, that's right. And doing things behind my back like this dude making bend my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and they were retarded. They, and then and the, oh, that wasn't that was. <laughs> <laughs> and then you yelled at them. No, then I asked them to leave the stage, and then they wouldn't. And then I asked the table of people I came here with, can you help me get them off stage? And they wouldn't. And then I asked the staff from the club, can you help me get them off stage? And they wouldn't. And it was a three-show night where I had like 75 minutes yeah. and no margin for error. Right. So, yeah, I, I was a little frustrated. <laughs> the staff said, we would like to help you, but they're really strong. Yeah, they're, they're stronger than all our staff. If you have a mentally challenged night, call me. Like just say, hey, I got to take a break for a second, and then get on the phone. You got to come down here. I would call. I would call you from the stage. That's what I'm saying. No, right? I wouldn't oh, even take a break. Yeah, don't even take a break. Say, yeah, I got to call no. a guy. He's coming, down. and I will be there in underwear and a tank top, just like, what's going on? I'm gonna bust through the doors. I got to see a meltdown. Did I tell you when when I was on stage in, G- in D.C. and my phone rang? No. Did I tell you that. Uh-uh. So I'm on D- I'm, uh, this was my when my uh, kid was younger. He was probably I don't know seven or eight or whatever it was. So uh, I'm on stage, and I have my phone in my back pocket, and um, I've got volunteers, and they're hypnotizing everything. And uh, I feel my phone vibrate, and I kind of pick it out of my pocket, and I look, and uh, I see it's my, my ex-wife's number. Oh, like, that's, that's weird. She knows I'm on stage. And so I didn't answer, and I put it back. And uh, 30 seconds later, my phone rings again. I was like, oh, my God. Something this might must be, be wrong. Yeah. Right. So I, I go to the audience. First time and only time ever. I go, hey, you know, I, this is unprofessional. I've never done this before. I'm really sorry. 
Um, I think there's a problem at home. I'm getting a call. I have to take this call. Right. And with that, I forget to take the mic away, so the, the phone is up right. <laughs> You're still performing. Yeah, I'm still, yeah. still, still doing a professional. So I'm like, and so I answered my, my ex-wife's phone, and I go, is he okay? Is he in the hospital? What happened? And as my kid goes, Daddy, what's the Hulu password? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It's an emergency. And so the audience looked at me. I'm like, but I'll, I just we're going to have to deal with this later. And I hang up in the audience like, yeah, what's the who? <laughs> what your, is it? What is your password? What? Is the C word involved in your Hulu yeah. password? <laughs> in almost this. every yeah. password. Oh, <laughs> I went to the bank. I, I lost my password. Oh, no. I, I, uh, I, no I, I lost the – I wasn't able to, to get into my account. On the, yeah. On the and so, so I go to the bank and I'm friends with the teller. And uh, and so she goes, let me see what I can do. And and she couldn't help me. And so she goes, I have to call tech. And I go, okay. And so she goes, what's your password? And I go, I don't think I can say it. <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean? I go, let me let me write it down, right? Right. And so she goes, okay. So so she's talking to tech, like, and everybody at the bank is sort of listening. She goes, okay, the password, um, it's C. Oh God! You as an uncle, <laughs> as an uncle. <laughs> And then is not going to finish this. And as she's reading, as she's reading, she suddenly looks up like you have got to <laughs> You're be a horrible person. Like, no. What's the word after it? At worse. <laughs> yeah, it's worse. Yeah. And I did. Well, I just thought to myself, <laughs> is it knuckle or something? I mean, I, what? I just think you know, like Russian <laughs> yeah, hackers just did the math on my password. <laughs> Russian hackers will never will never guess this one. <laughs> What's the second word start with? Uh, Oh, God, I need to know your passwords. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We'll get everybody breaking into your Because it's still the password. It's probably still the password. <laughs> uh, it's always good to have Flip Orley here. He's in Tempe tonight. If you want to go see a show that you're just like, I didn't expect any of this, it's a Flip show. It's always great. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, he's got two shows both nights, and then Sunday he's doing one at 7 o'clock at CB Live up CB there. CB Live! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He is his own hype man as well. <laughs> Flip Orley uh, this weekend. It's always good to see you, man. Flip Orley has been uh, probably the longest tenured guest on anything I've ever done. Next time I'm here, we have to talk about my film that was in a film festival in Reno. Oh, yeah. yeah. Meltdown in Reno was in a film festival, yeah. wasn't it? That's yeah. right. Damn it. You told us about that at lunch. It was horrible. It didn't go well? No, it went no, it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Well, good. Now, see, we got a teaser for next time. Flip's there you back. Go. Flip Orley, everybody. It's 98 KUPD. <laughs> You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.